All right, episode 10, the Glass Chin MMA podcast, we hit double digits. Not only are we one of the most popular in the world, we are approaching the longest running as well. Um, but 10 episodes in, here we are. I got Noah and Cole with me. We've got a huge fight card to break down, UFC 287. We'll talk about what, what, we'll talk about what was my personal favorite fight card so far this year most entertaining and obviously that main event we will get to um then we got some other fun stuff to do we got the rubber match with me and cole and trivia and then we got a super fun stacked ufc kansas city fight night coming up that we will also talk about noah cole how are we doing after this last weekend doing good man liver's recovered well recovering but what a banger of a card man that was awesome Cool. Yeah, it was sweet. Uh, had a sweet card. It was yeah, it was just an overall a good weekend. I mean, nice. Gonna have a lot to talk about. I'm excited. <laughs> we love good weekends. So, I think what we should do is just kind of get right into it. Um, Let's do it. Before we get in the main card, I think there's some prelim guys that we should definitely talk about. Um, we had Joe Pfeiffer made Gerald Mearshart look like a child. Basically Dude, made Joe him Piper quit. Is, which I don't know what. Leezer was the only one, I think, giving Gerald some credit, but I think he sucks. Well, I, th- I think Gerald's good. I just think Joe Piper is that, Piper, that good. Yeah, well, Piper is a machine. Yeah. Yeah, he's a beast, dude. Yeah. He's a beast. He's huge. Yeah, he's massive. <laughs> um, I've, he, he looks like he's made out of mahogany. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mahogany. That's, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> It looks like thick, like I don't know, like dense. <laughs> I was gonna say, is it mahogany, like, a, like a velvet or something? No, it's like a wood, I think. Oh, it's a wood. oh, it's a wood. Okay, now I sound like. Okay, now I'm the stupid one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So I did see that. <laughs> I did see some people are saying Pfeiffer is already gonna be getting like a top twenty opponent next fight. I think he should. So that's. Crazy. I heard they might put him against somebody like Chidi uh, and Jakani, mm. someone like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he looked good. Um, I thought Lupi Godinez looked awesome against Cynthia Calvillo. She was throwing yeah. hands that whole fight. Yeah, um, she looked really good. What other big ones on the pre- I mean, obviously Gastelum and Curtis was the fight of the night. Kelvin didn't miss a beat. He didn't miss yeah, a beat. Yeah, no, Kelvin's sick. He's sick. Calvin was sick, man. Curtis looked massive. And uh, yeah, like, and I thought Chris Curtis looked really good too. They both were hitting each other with shots. They just both had chins. <laughs> um, I thought close. Kelvin won. Um, for you sure. The unanimous. Yeah, I I thought he, I thought Kelvin won round one for sure. I thought Curtis yeah. won round three for sure, and then round two uh, they I'm pretty sure they had the same amount of strikes, but I thought Kelvin landed the more effective strikes. So I had Kelvin yeah. 29-28. Kelvin looked really good though. He did. Yeah, I Kelvin's a man. I don't um, know where he's gonna go next. Who knows? Yeah. I think you can give him someone like a Roman Delidze, maybe. Yeah. Someone yeah. like that. I feel like that'd be a good fight. Um Yeah, Kelvin Kelvin's still got it, man. Oh yeah. He showed he's I not mean, completely he's, washed up yet. Well yeah, he's still what is isn't he only like thirty two or something? Yeah, he's not that old. Yeah. He's young, yeah. And then I mean he switched camps or switched teams and mm-hmm. uh, he looked more patient he looked like he wasn't didn't want to just brawl and test his chin um right like he, and i mean his hands looked as quick as ever yeah kelvin does he get bumped up from 15 though or does he stay at that 15 i mean he'll spot? move up he'll, oh he'll, he'll leapfrog yeah no curtis was 
Curtis was 15, Calvin was 14. Oh, sorta. Wait. That's Wait. what it was before the fight, at least. I don't. So I guess update already. They update on Monday morning, so yeah, they probably updated. I think. Um, okay. I don't. I don't know where Calvin goes, but I mean, I think he he looked better than he has in a long time, so that was awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't think there were any other prelims that I mean. I mean, Ignacio Bahamondes returned and he looked he looked untouchable. So he's going to get a top 20, 25 lightweight now. Um, he's one of the yeah. better kickboxers at that weight class. Um, he looks good, and he looks <laughs> fast, and he looks crisp. Dog. Yep. He's, he's a stud. Yeah, so I think, yeah, that was about it. Oh, yeah, the Michelle Watterson, the karate hottie fight, that fight, they were throwing hands. <laughs> I missed that one, dude. I'm mad about it. They dog. were actually swinging. And I thought Michelle Watterson won, but it was a really good fight. Um, but, yeah. Main Man, card. I love Michelle Watterson. Yeah. That sucks. That yeah. sucks. Oh. So main card started off with the 18-year-old, Raul Hosas, and uh, Christian Rodriguez. <laughs> that kid is not good. He stinks. What are your guys' uh, immediate reactions to all three of us being wrong on our picks with that? Right. But... Well, you had to almost go with him, but, yeah, he definitely just gassed himself instantly in that first round. <clears throat> I mean – Rodriguez knew he was going to go for a takedown instantly, and I feel like yeah. once he defended that, Rosas did not have a plan B, it yeah. looked like, honestly. His stand-up looked bad, like really bad. <laughs> I think Noah, you just told me before the start of that he had two significant strikes the whole fight. Two to 83. Yeah, That's I mean, horrible. I thought he was going to – I did – he won round one. I thought he was going to finish. I honestly thought he was about to finish him round one, but then he just gassed, and you could tell, and – Honestly, I don't know what the UFC was doing with that matchmaking because Christian Rodriguez yeah. is only 25 and he looked good, like really good. Yeah, we, we mentioned. <laughs> oh, fuck. No! Spilled <laughs> coffee. Um, <laughs> um, we talked about that last podcast, though. We said that, like, uh, Rodriguez is no punk. Like, no. they're kind of, this is like a big step up in, you know, competition yeah. for Rosas. I honestly. So. I was listening to the MK podcast, the Morning Combat podcast, and the guy was talking about how the UFC needs to no- understand that they're not like they're not a developmental league. Like they ke- wrote, they couldn't, they can't give Rosas those fights and expect him to just develop normally. Like right. you have to hand pick his fights, like you did for like Sean O'Malley. Like they gave Sean O'Malley a, a bu- an easy way up to kind of get yeah. better a little bit. Same with Pereira and stuff like that. But, like... Get more mature even in the fights. Like, obviously... And I feel like some beings... Sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say, obviously, Rosas is only 18. Um, he'll, probably yeah. learn, he'll probably learn from losing. Um, hopefully, his he, he can check his ego a little bit and stop saying he can already fight Aljamain Sterling. Um, oh, my gosh. But... Oh, come on. I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's got time. Obviously, he's got more time in the, than anything. So, that yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I think he'll be back, but you need to be careful with his matchmaking for the next three, four years. Yeah, well, the thing is, if he fights any striker, he's going to get cracked. He took like, a shot, dude. He took a flying knee as he was shooting for a takedown, and I have zero idea how he ate that. It was basically the same knee that put Terrence McKinney on his face. Um, yeah. but so I think he's got, he's got that chin. He's got that Mexican chin that, uh, Kelvin Gastelum's got, but yeah. he needs to, yeah, if it's, if it's a stand-up battle, he's going to get cracked, uh, for sure. Cole, yeah. I, I feel like I keep ignoring you. What were you going to say? 
Well, no, I just, the only thing I was going to say, him being 18, I feel like everyone that he fights right now is so much stronger than he is, like, when it comes down to it, too. See, that's yeah. not... Yeah. I, I when thought... you're 18, you're not, like, you're not going to be yeah. Yeah. that strong. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's strength, just... and then there's old man strength. <laughs> right. With like, age. Yeah, there's... I feel like defending a takedown against that is probably pretty easy if you're 25 or whatever like this. I thought Rosas, see, that's the thing. I thought Rosas looked really strong. Um, like, he seems like a like an incredibly strong 18-year-old. He just doesn't have the tech, like the technical part of the game down. Um, yeah. So, and his fight IQ is the big one. Like, you can't just go balls to the walls 200 miles per hour instantly. Exactly. Like like, I think this really showed that he's not going to be the youngest UFC tramp ever. Yeah, he is. He is. He is seven, eight years away yeah. from being able to fight one talent. Like, like I agree, especially in that division. Be, that division is full of young killers. <laughs> like, yeah, there's, there's no way. I mean, he needs to work on his stand up and perfect that for at least the next half decade. Yeah, at least. So, thank God you can train stand-up and be proficient in stand-up a little quicker than you can in grappling so at least true, it's true, easier true. to train stand-up than it is grappling so uh but i did i don't know it was funny sean strickland was going off on this kid on twitter um and just talking <laughs> so much, off i know talking I so much shit. <laughs> like this is why you don't put 18 year olds in there with men and this and that and this kid needs <laughs> yeah, new coaches serious. and this kid needs new camps and everything <laughs> it's kind of funny yeah. but yeah I, um, what does that say about Bo then, though? Like, he's kind of a one-trick pony at this point, like, being but, in wrestling, but he's so good still. I feel, I feel like Bo's wrestling and grappling compared to Rosas's wrestling and grappling. Different those are comparable. Yeah, those are different course. levels. Yeah, Bo's, it is. Yeah, Bo's nuts. Uh, but, yeah, we all got that one wrong. Chris Rodriguez looked really good. I think he's going to get another – I think he's a fight or two away from top 15 already, like, with how he looked mm. there. Um, so that was good. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, Curtis and Gaslam should have been the main card opener instead of this, though. I will say that. I did. That yeah. Um, what was the next fight? Why am I? Oh yeah, Holland and Ponzinibbio. Kevin Holland looked freaking awesome. <laughs> Kevin Holland, <laughs> man, he's so good. He's so fun. Yeah, he is fun. Big fan. Man. And like, yeah, Kevin Holland's like turning into a draw too. I like. Yeah, I don't is. know. He's always up. He's always on these prelims, man, and I feel like he gets so much camera time, and everyone's always talking about him. Like, yeah, I, gonna, well, I feel like he's always been a draw. Yeah, he just kind of went on a little I, little scent there. I saw somebody, tough... I saw somebody call him the Derek Lewis of welterweight. Um, I'm like, that makes yeah. that makes sense. That's kind of, <laughs> that is, yeah, yeah. That's a compliment. Um, I'd take that. And Ponzinibbio didn't look bad, but Holland just on the feet. His takedown defense looked good. Put, I mean, he face planted Ponzinibbio, which not many like that doesn't really happen to him. <laughs> um, right. His he's hilarious. He called out. We'll get to Jorge, obviously, but I wanted that fight more than anything after their beef. Um, but oh. yeah, he looked good. He looked really good, and he's still isn't Holland only 30, 31? So like he's young. Yeah, Holland can make a run <laughs> if he gets the right matchups. He, he can make a run, and he's he's good enough yeah. where he very well could. I mean. Yeah. That, okay, that first round against Wonder Boy, you could argue Kevin Holland won that. Oh, I don't. I think he did win it. Um, I mean, he yeah. almost finished him. Yeah. Yeah. Like if he doesn't break his hand, Kevin Holland Wonder Boy, that's an absolute war yeah. on the feet. If you could strike with Wonder Boy, dog, that you was, could make no, a run. That fight was insane. You really think? I don't know. You really think Holland though? There's so many good welterweights now. I, know. I think. I'm just. I'm saying like even, we just talked about Derek Lewis. He can kind of 
take what he might take that Derek Lewis path, get a few favorable matchups, and just fall ass back into a title shot out of nowhere. Like it can I happen. Mean, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the top guys just yeah. got like shot no. there. Yeah, just... there's some crazy top guys. I'm just saying, like if you give him some strikers, I mean, because he's a draw. Right. Uh, UFC wants money. Yeah, 100%. His grappling's not that bad. No. He just ran into Hamzat. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like his grappling really is not that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's not good. Like, like, kind of. Yeah. No, I, I like, no, I'm with you. I agree. Kinda. Um, what do we think <laughs> about Kevin Holland versus Vicente Luque next? That's what I want to see. Oh, that's a fun fight, man. That's what I want to see. I want Give to... me Kevin Holland. Vicente's falling off the map. No, I think Kevin Holland's that too, but I just think that fight's awesome. I think he's either going to get yeah. Luke next, or he's going to get, or Jeff Neal is going to get the re, his rematch against Holland, and either of those are fun. Um, yeah, both those are really fun. Yeah. Um, next fight, another one all three of us got wrong. Adrian Yanez. I learned that there's an Enye over the N. It's pronounced Yanez. I learned that this Yanez. week. Um, against Rob Font. Cole, what were you, what were you thinking? You, I remember, we got a pretty quick what the F in all caps text from you in two minutes into this fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, we obviously completely did not give Rob Font enough credit. Yeah. Like, that man outboxed, um, well, how do you say, Yanez? Yanez, yeah. Yeah, we thought his boxing was going to be way superior. It definitely was not. Yeah. So why why yeah, do we even I, think that's that? Crazy. I'm not sure. I don't know why well, we discredited Rob Font so much because he's a stud. Go ahead, Noah. Well, I just like Rob Font is a good boxer, yeah. and I feel like we all know that. We just like, completely wrote it <laughs> yeah. off in our minds. We're yeah. like, ah, yeah, yeah, this is going to clean his yeah. clock. I think the whiskey okay. was was kind of talking. <laughs> It might I, have been a little bit, to be honest. I take full accountability. I didn't give Rob Font a chance in hell. I thought I've seen too many people, personalities, and Twitter people talk about Yanez being the best boxer in the UFC, um, which his boxing is still really good. I'm not going to write that off. Like he hit some pretty good combinations on Font, but Font mm. looked crazy. And I mean, yeah, he got beat his last two fights against Aldo and Cheeto. But he went five rounds with Aldo and Cheeto on the feet. Yeah, and which yep. is yeah, I don't you, know how we look past that. I'm you not. look at this well, fight. Oh, go ahead, Noah. I was just gonna say that Cheeto fight. Rob Font was completely outboxing Cheeto. Cheeto just hits a lot harder than yeah. Rob Font. So like, yeah. Rob Font outstruck him by like sixty strikes that yeah. fight, and Cheeto just put the power behind the shots. Font, Font's jab is insane his jab has, like he put he cracks with it <laughs> it's the best in the ufc it's um, the best jab in the whole ufc the one thing that i think all three of us learned from this fight and the rosas fight and even maybe this last the, the main event that we'll get to is that we can't discount experience in the ufc mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um no font went 10 rounds with aldo and cheeto vera and Yanez beat Tony Kelly in his last fight. A little different. Yeah. There's levels. And I think I need – I'll speak for me. Sure I, need to, I need to use my <laughs> head more. I really need angles. to use my head more, I think. I'm, my, I bet with my heart too much for sure. Um, I do too. But, I mean, it was a fun fight. And Rob Font, what's next for Rob Font? Yeah, what do we got going on? Piotr Jan? Yeah. That yeah. would be a good fight. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That would be a fun fight. Two, another really good boxer. That's 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 what I was gonna say. Piotr Jan, or you throw him a Cheeto rematch. Yeah, and I think well, I think Cheeto's gonna get Umar. I think Cheeto won the Umar sweepstakes by losing to Sandhagen, and then you're gonna have to give. I bet you give Font. Yeah. E- you give Font either Jan 
Or if Jan wants some time, you give Font the winner of Song and Simone, I think. Um, but Font, oh, deserves, yeah. Font deserves a big fight. And <laughs> he looked awesome. He does. Yeah. He does. Good for Font. Um, Coleman. I don't think any of us were surprised by the outcome, but Gilbert Jorge. <clears throat> nope, not surprised at all. I was just watching this fight and I was like, man. This is a beatdown. This is he's, he's, it, it, Gilbert looked like he low key wasn't even like trying or like putting the pedal to the metal. That's that what much. I was gonna. I was gonna say like Gilbert won, but I didn't leave this fight impressed by Gilbert really. Like I feel like he just went in there and he just did what he knew he could do, and yeah. all week he was talking about how he wanted to earn himself a spot, like a chance to leapfrog Colby in this, but he definitely didn't do that with that performance. Like he didn't get the finish. He just. T- I mean, I felt like he knew it was an easy fight for him, so he just got the yeah. Win. Which, which I thought was weird, because yeah. once you try to send a message yeah. when you're fighting someone like Jorge, not that Jorge's bad, but, like, he looked like he was just, like, kind of lackadaisical yeah. in there, chilling, hanging out, like, not putting the pressure on that much. I, I was agree. kind of unimpressed with Gilbert, to be honest. Cole, what do, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, he did have the four takedowns. Like, he was, was I it, thought, more active than... Was it the second round when he picked up Masvidal and slammed him? Was that the second? Yeah. yeah. That was sick. Um, that was lit. I just thought. Yeah, I don't know. Go oh, ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was I'm just, just going to say. I think I think that he fought that way because he knew Masvidal can get clipped or can yeah. clip him, like yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. So it's probably why he was being a little more careful. He didn't want to step yeah. into that. But I just, yeah, yeah, I, I just felt like Gilbert could have finished him at the in round three. Like I felt like he could have, but he didn't. And I think that. I mean, he's obviously not going to leapfrog Colby with that. Um, no. And then uh, it also was weird that in his press conference, I don't know if you saw this, but he said, I want to be released from the UFC if my next fight's not for the title. And, like, what did, like, I just don't, like, I don't know if he earned it, (laughs) like, with that performance. Against Jorge? God, no. Like, that's just what he said. Um, So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. But, and then, yeah, obviously, the big news, Jorge retires. What a, that was a post-fight speech for, the history books for sure. Um, I he did. Jorge said he felt he felt old in there, and he looked old. Like he didn't look yeah. like he had that had his the quick the pep in his step anymore. No, no. He did look slow. I mean, man, that Kamara Usman shot changed him forever. Yeah. I think it altered him forever. Yeah. And then getting beat up by Colby for five rounds brutally yeah. also really just yeah. I cannot believe. Okay, Gilbert. <laughs> what? He's he, he doesn't get out anybody up up there. Leon beats him. Kamaru beats him. Colby beats him. Hamza comes back down. Hamza. I don't know. If Kamaru beats him again. Like, see, I, I I agree with you, Cole. I think Gilbert could beat Kamaru just because of Kamaru's health yeah, right now. Um, but I don't. So you kind of have a weird log jam there right now. If Colby's getting the next title shot, you have Gilbert, you have Bilal, and you have Shabcott. Two of those two, two of those three have to fight each other, and I don't know who the third fights. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna get. Oh, we're gonna have some sweet fights yeah. though. How like what do you guys do? Yeah, what, what are you, you guys doing do? with Bilal these days? Dude, who? Gosh. Can we talk oh, about how God. stupid he looked wearing a T-shirt of Colby Covington's face on it? All weekend and making that his his gimmick. It's like what, he's using another person as his gimmick because he can't. He's not entertaining enough to build his own gimmick. He's like, not at all. He doesn't have the personality. That's pretty cheesy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty cheesy. He put the camera on him though, just because he had that T-shirt yeah. on. So what? 
what do you do with Bilal? I think like on... he was Bilal was pissed because Dana White said Gilbert will be the backup fighter for Leon Colby, um, and Bilal was pissed about that. I think what you do is you maybe I think you maybe give Bilal, go Bilal Shavkat just because yeah that's ev- what I was thinking. I feel like everybody wants to see Bilal just get out of there. Yeah, and then you could have. I need to look at the rankings, but you could have Gilbert just maybe just take a like. You can give Gilbert a fight like he knows he can win, like down the rankings a little bit. Um, but he does. I don't know if he. I don't think he earned the next title shot. <laughs> no, I would. I mean, as much as I hate him, too. I'd give Bilal. I'd give Bilal a title shot over Gilbert based on what they've been doing. Cole, what did you say? I said Gilbert Hamzat round two. Yeah, or you go. I like that. I don't know if Hamzat's gonna fight at one seventy anymore. Um, yeah, I think no, what. Yeah, you, true. What about this? You go, Gilbert Shavkat for the next title shot. Bilal Uzman for the shot after that. I would like that. I would like that. Because Uzman's Maybe still I there. I really like Gilbert and Shavkat. <laughs> Uzman's still there. Like that's like he's not go- He's wants to fight sooner rather than later. I think that fight would be so. I don't know if that fight would be entertaining. No, it would not at all. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they're both like Ali Abdulaziz guys, though, so I don't know if they'll fight each other. But so is Burns, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. All right. I I really think Bilal would get smoked by Kamaru. I think, well, he can't wrestle (laughs) Kamaru. Exactly. And, dude. Bilal's striking, the only person in the top 15 his striking is better than is Sean Brady. Yeah. That is the only person his <laughs> striking is better than Yeah, in the top 15. I agree. All right, let's talk about the main event, the quadrilogy. Oh. Israel Adesanya <laughs> stiffens Alex Pereira. Round two. the walkout? Yeah. Oh, yeah, go for it, Cole. What do you got to say? Dude, I don't know. I thought Izzy's walkout song was actually sick. I didn't get to watch so it. I didn't so either. Going to war, dude. It was like, it was just super old-fashioned music. Just I don't know how to explain it yeah. even, but yeah, it was like a war cry music, pretty much. And he was just ready to go. That it was, made you pump for what, sure. I saw. Didn't he walk out to Headstrong by Trapped? Wasn't Who? that Izzy? Wasn't that part of his walkout? Yeah, it was like part of it. Yeah. But then it, oh yeah. I wish I need to find crazy. a I need to find a video of it because I want to. I actually want to watch. I saw some tweets yeah. about it. That's dope. I need to watch it. Man, I'll tell you what. Izzy was pretty cringy in all the build-up to this fight. So I was like, in my head, I was like, I feel like he's just being so cringe and weird that he's just going to get in there and just, like, freeze. Wow, I could not have been more wrong. Holy shit. Like, the whole dog collar thing is cringy as hell. Like, everything he was saying, I was like, Izzy, you're, this is just fucking weird, brother. I love it. I love it. Cool. What was uh? What did what was your imp- what did you think about the fight watching it? Like as you're like, how are you feeling? Super entertaining. <laughs> I mean, Jitter's pretty much going through the whole yeah. entire fight because I feel like at any time someone's gonna get knocked out, especially Izzy. Probably yeah. a higher chance to get just chinned, you know? Yeah. But then, yeah, you got put against the fence just like last time. I was like, holy smokes! Yeah. Like literally, not the same exact thing. But then, just crack, caught him. Caught him again, and then uh, what were you gonna say, Noah? I just think Izzy's Izzy uh, use his speed, man. That yeah. speed that he has is a problem. 
because uh, when he hit him with that first right, straight right to the temple, Pereira had a left chambered coming yeah. in hot. And I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Izzy's going to get slapped. But Izzy's just quicker and just yeah. got there first. And then yeah. that was it. So I had to watch this fight with the sound off because I was at an America's Got Talent live show in Las Vegas. <laughs> And I had my phone on my lap the whole time. I wasn't even watching the fucking act that was up there on stage. I was watching the fight. And it, I had literally had, like, chills the whole time because I'm nervous. Like, I get, when it's a big fight, I feel like that. You get nervous. Every time Pereira swings, I feel like I'm going to get knocked out with some of those shots he was yeah. throwing. And Pereira, I think Pereira won the first round um, for sure. I think so, too. Um, second, this is the big change I noticed in Izzy from this fight to last fight. Last fight, whenever he would get pressured and put against the fence, he'd try to dip and escape and kind of – he'd try to get out of there. This time, mm -hmm. he got put against the fence, and he fought fire with fire and threw back. Yeah. Same overhand right that wobbled Alex in the first fight at the end of round one, and he followed up with it and just blasted him. <laughs> that did he, Well, nobody – it was like a one-two. I made him with that, honestly. I know. It was like was a one-two he hit him with. Nobody saw that left kind of jab or that left straight right away. He hit him with that, put his head back, overhand right, overhand right again, and yeah. then the best celebration of all time. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, I had yeah. chills. Oh, yeah. And if that America's Got Talent show was live, you would watch it on TV and you would hear someone yell, holy fuck, from the audience, and that was me. I had my little brother nudge me and tell me I had to shut up because I was going to – like, it was bad. But it was nuts. The best celebration ever, the three arrows – Izzy lets out a war cry, goes and plays dead in front of Alex Pereira's kids, and then oh, just starts dancing. Well, that's messed up that Pereira's kids did that, like, a long time ago. Like, that's savage. Yeah. Like, who does that? Uh, especially who, right in front of him. Yeah, well, and who, who, Izzy's so petty. I love it. Oh, he's so, so petty. Honestly, deservingly petty, petty, though. That was lit. That was lit. Um... Yeah, that me off though. If a kid did that to me, oh, I'd want to kick him in the face. I sent this in our chat though. I said when Izzy's hot, he's the best in the world, and I stand by that. Yeah, his timing, pressure, and like basic instinct in there is there is no one who can touch him when he's hot. Okay, like yeah. just to know, like he cracked him with that right, and then double up and throw another bomb. Oh my god, it was a thing of beauty. Same spot, yeah. templed him twice, and then he uh. <laughs> Brought back the um, I left him frozen like Elsa quote. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, saw. Oh, no, I did. <laughs> I love him. I, I actually love him so much now, like even more than I did. Um, what's like? What do you do next? And this is where I, I want to talk to you guys about this because I think if Alex, that's a w bad weight cut for him, and I, I think yeah. it affects his durability. I really do. I think it does, especially oh, he's thirty six sure. now. Um, I think he could go up to light heavyweight and have some awesome fights, but if Alex is willing to come down again and Izzy wants that trilogy, which he said he didn't, but like if he can make that weight cut again and they want to do it, I think you do it. I, I yeah. mean, I, because Izzy, you can't give him Whitaker again. You can't give him Vittori again or Cannoneer or anyone like that. What I think, this is when I was thinking through it, if Prayer doesn't come down, I think Prayer goes to 205 and fights someone like Jan Blahovic or someone like that that's super entertaining. And that would then, be actually that'd be pretty cool. And that then, would be pretty cool. And then I think what you do is you go Whitaker versus Sean Strickland. You let Izzy sit for a little bit. 
because Izzy's been the most active champion in the UFC the last four years. And then you go mm-hmm. Paulo Costa versus Hamza Chemaev because those two want to fight bad. You can't give Hamza the title shot without even one top t- 15 win at no. 185. I think they'll give him two before yeah. he gets a title shot at yeah. 185. I think what you do is you go give Izzy a break the rest of the, like towards till the end of the year. Hamza Costa, Whitaker, Strickland. Hamza Costa winner gets the next title shot. Whitaker Strickland gets a title shot after that is what I think you do. If you don't do the trilogy, that's what I would do. And Whitaker embarrasses Sean Strickland, let's be real. Like, Yeah, Whitaker <laughs> embarrassed the fuck out of him. But, man, I, mm, God, it sucks. My man, Robert Whitaker, yeah. is just in such a fucking yeah, tough spot. He is. It's because, I mean, you already got, I think, Cannoneer Vittori is already being talked about. So, like, yeah. you, who else do you match Whitaker up with if Prayer is not going to come back down? Like, <laughs> I mean, you could give him, like, a, a, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> And like, I don't care about Drakus Duplessis, but no. Oh, did you see what Izzy said about? He goes, "I don't want to give this man any clout, so I'm not going to say his name." Uh, but I promise you, if he gets another, if he keeps winning, I will drag his carcass around South Africa myself, oh, uh, which was yeah. awesome because Drakus said Izzy's not a real African champion and this and that. If Drakus Duplessis gets that i mean he might there's a chance he there's a chance he gets the next fight just from the bad blood and because izzy can basically pick izzy yeah. would i can't even put into words how bad he would izzy would embarrass him i think i think izzy might be able to beat him with just his right hand alone yeah. don't even throw the left god Drakus is a kickboxer he's not even close to the caliber kickboxer Pereira is or izzy obviously and oh my god um but yeah this is what i uh had this is what I this is my big take I had for you guys. I've been sitting on this since I watched that fight. And I need your um, I need your opinions on it. First of all, Israel Adesanya put on a show. He I think is the he's that his mind is bulletproof. That dude's mental fortitude is insane yeah. to get lose yeah. three times and come out come and do that. And, and then people call Not him scared and this and that. Nobody stands in front of Alex Pereira four times if they're scared. Okay. Yeah. Nobody does that. Um, Israel Adesanya with this win, he got his lick back. He got his loss back. Israel Adesanya is the undisputed middleweight goat for me. He passed Anderson Silva this weekend for me. And not only that, Israel Adesanya is my number four UFC fighter of all time now behind John Jones, GSP, Demetrius Johnson. That's my top three. Israel Adesanya four, Anderson Silva five. I think Adesanya passed Anderson Silva this weekend because he got his loss back. That's my, yeah, that's my opinion. I, I was saying after he beat Whitaker for the second time that he might be the middleweight goat. I, pro- I probably got to I probably got to follow you with that now. Really? Gosh, dude, <laughs> I just don't want to put him past Silva already. I guess I can't even say already. He's fought a lot. Silva, obviously a goat. The best prime of all time, most dominant prime of all time, but I think Adesanya has fought just as good, if not better, competition. I was gonna say, I think I think the competition from Adesanya yeah. is better. Silva was just finishing everybody, so I guess I'll give him yeah. the dominance. But Izzy just knocked out pro- pro- the scariest middle uh, middleweight of all time. Oh, cold! Yeah, he knocked out. He talked out. He knocked out Rob Whitaker, who I would call a top five middleweight ever. I think he is. <laughs> like, he's that good. I think so, too. Um, I think Israel Adesanya is my middleweight goat. 
Oh, it's hard to say. He probably is. It is hard to say. I don't know. It is hard to say. It's close. It's very close. Because he it's is only what? Is he is only? I think thirty three. So he's and he's got more fights left in him. He's got a, still got a career ahead of him because he doesn't look like yeah. he's slowing down. If he gets, I mean, if his next fight's against Dreykus Duplessis, he's gonna get another title defense. If I yeah. think if he beats somebody like Hamzat Chimaev, which I think is he can. I know it's not an easy matchup, but I think he can beat Hamzat. If he beats somebody like Hamzat, I don't think there can be an argument. <laughs> well, I, hot hot take. I don't think Hamzat's going to even make it there. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, that was just an if he does. I, th- I I think I think we are overhyping Hamzat at 185. We have no idea yeah. how he's going to do. He has a knockout over Gerald Merchardt. <laughs> okay. What if Paulo Casa goes in there and just embarrasses him? I can see Paulo beating him. I was gonna say, I feel like he could. Like, what if he just like literally makes like Kamzat look like a chump? Like, doesn't like it's not even close. Like, yeah. which I could see happening. I really could. I could see Hamzat not being able to take that monstrosity down, <laughs> and then Paulo just piecing him up yeah. on the feet. Yeah, I think Hamzat. Yeah, um, I just we need to see him. Yeah, that's why he called like he called for a title shot because that's just what UFC fighters do. Um, right. he'll get a fight. I don't know. It'll be Whitaker or Costa probably because those are the two he's called yeah. out. Um, I, we just need to see how he looks for sure at 185. But I right. wouldn't be surprised if they fast track him there just because they want to see Izzy fight someone new. Right. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I. <laughs> that's the only division you can really do that to Hamza with because, like, Izzy's cleaned it out completely. Yeah. I wish Izzy would pull the old Anderson Silva when Silva didn't have new people to fight yet. He'd just go up to 205 and fight whoever just for the fun of it. Yeah. I wish Izzy would do something like that. I understand why he doesn't, but I would yeah. like to. I think he needs to let the division play out a little bit if he wants to fight someone new. Otherwise, you almost have to do Whitaker 3 or you have to do right. Costa 2 or something like that just to keep the division going. And at least though, at least with the Whitaker 3, the last fight was super, super yeah. competitive. So, like... I mean, if, say, Whitaker gets, goes up there and gets a finish versus whoever he fights yeah. next, I, I would not mind seeing, like, Whitaker Adesanya no. 3. I don't even it's think a he, bad matchup for Whitaker, but, I mean, I don't at even, least they're, like, entertaining. I don't even think he needs a finish because he beat – he lost to Izzy and then he beat – he dominated Vittori, right? Yeah. Well, was Vittori the only fight he's had since Izzy? I think it is, actually. So, like, I think it is, he yeah. needs He needs to fight somebody else, whether that's Paulo, Hamzat, Strickland, I guess – Duplessis, maybe. I hope he fights Strickland. Whitaker would, oh, Whitaker would do the same thing to du- Duplessis that he would do to Strickland. Like, it wouldn't even be fair. I agree. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. What a fight card. What a fight card. Um, Very entertaining. I think you. Can, I don't think you can discount a trilogy there with Prayer and Izzy, though. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I mean, if you're going to give Juliana Pena a, tri- a media trilogy with Amanda Nunes, you can kind of do that. Which is What a joke what? that is. <laughs> Poor Canada. They get their first UFC pay-per-view since GSP, and then they get to watch Nunes and Pena 3. Like, okay. But that's a joke. Yeah, it's a it's a joke. Um, Wait, we got to talk about we got to talk about WWE UFC guys. Oh yeah, the merger. Was it a matter of time? I mean, I don't think I ever saw it coming, but I guess it makes sense. What does it really mean? Like, what? Like, you're not gonna have WWE fighters just come in and fight UFC guys, though. Neither and I were talking about they're gonna have like old school stuff. We're gonna have freaking guys on roids in the cage again. 
Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> like, is that a to- is that in talks? I mean, I don't know. Wouldn't that be It'd like? Be- I don't. Would some of the rules change because obviously the dudes in WWE are they're just not, absolutely yeah, they're just, yeah, juiced out. Literally, the only thing I've seen that it means is that like the WWE is gonna kind of get funneled some UFC people as they retire. I saw that, or as they kind of leave the UFC, they're gonna go over to WWE. I saw right. that. Um, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Really, know what it means. <laughs> like, I don't know what's gonna come out of it. I hope there's like a new league, so we can just have like old school stuff. Just guys that are yeah. massive fighting again. My my thing is like I think it's more of just like a let's build hype for like both with them. Yeah. I want them to still very much so stay separate. I do not want them to like really <laughs> yeah. intertwine that much. But like, if we're talking about building hype and like getting more people into MMA, I think merging with the WWE yeah. is a good way to start i don't i mean they're huge yeah like the wwe is the wwe is like as big as the nfl worldwide (laughs) like the wwe is massive so like that's just they're two completely different you know sports i guess if you if we call if we're calling wwe a sport but they're two completely different areas like you can't really merge those two things because i mean obviously the wwe is full of incredible athletes but it like it is scripted like and they're not real like trained fighters like right they're still tough guys and great athletes and everything but if you put them in there with a trained ufc fighter they're gonna get killed like cm punk did (laughs) um so i don't know i just think it opens the door for more like brock lesnar type stuff we'll see though yeah we'll we'll see we'll see we're kind of a weird play and did you see what vince mcmahon looked like what he looks like what he looked like with his mustache and oh, his hair that I, is now dyed dark. Oh, I did not see that. I, I am. Wait, was he that like Taurus quad? Yeah. <laughs> I am like. I am. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. Just imagine you're just doing a little, little stunt thing. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, he tore reason, both quads in this collapse. Why the hell is he out there I, in the first place? That, like, was in like the, are... that was in like 2010. That's back when I was, I was a WWE nerd growing up when I was a kid. I used to have no, all the. Oh, that's not who I was. I know that, but there was a guy that just tore his quad oh. like last week. Oh, oh, that was oh, Shane was McMahon. That was, that was Shane. Yeah, that was Shane McMahon. Yeah, there you go, Shane. Dude, like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? And then Snoop Dogg. Came. Yeah, Snoop Dogg was there. But uh, so I like. Yeah, there you go. I don't watch wrestling, but I'm kind of up to date with it because my younger brother does watch it actually. So like, I'm up to date with that Dude, stuff. Does lives all the time. So like, I see like, and I see TikToks and stuff about it all the time. Some of it is entertaining. I will give it that. Like, I'm not gonna hate 100%. on it. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it can definitely bring some entertainment to some more entertainment to both sides. Because well, what's the parent company Endeavor? Yeah. or something. Like, imagine yeah. if Conor McGregor makes an appearance on WWE Raw or something. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> Um, what if John Cena shows up at a UFC event and cuts a promo or something? Like what? Yeah. Um. Okay. But yeah, let's get into. So what we want to do today, the, I had both of you come up with your favorite fighters in every oh. male division, and the reason I did that is because I want us to all talk about our favorite fighters because a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are our family and friends who mm-hmm. may, primarily listen to this because. They know us, not necessarily because they're the biggest UFC fans. Some of them are, but for especially our friends that are just getting into UFC, I feel like if we talked about you know our favorite fighters and what brought us into it and stuff like that, they know who to kind of go back and watch. They know how they can kind of get themselves uh, a little bit more 
into the sport and know like so we don't want them if we want to get you know our friends in the UFC we're not going to go tell them to watch Bilal Muhammad fight you know Sean Brady we're going to tell them to go watch Conor McGregor fight yeah. Nate Diaz type thing and yep. it's kind of just interesting to I mean I want to hear who your guys' favorite fighters are in every weight class why things like that I just think yeah. it could be interesting so current fighters not retired people current retired. fighters in each male weight class is what I was thinking Sweet. Maybe sweet, maybe sweet, down sweet, the sweet. road we can kind of bring up some legends in the future op, uh, episodes. Um, yeah. But yeah. So before we do that, Cole, I'm going to ask you: When you think about your favorite fighters, what makes them your favorite? Like, what do you look for in fighters? To, what like what what like brings you to them? For me, it's like the guys that just like to stand and bang. Honestly, I just like the more entertaining side of it. Like. Obviously, you have those fighters that we kind of talked about, I think, last week that honestly don't really care. To, they obviously care. They want to win. But sometimes, like, that fight bonus is just more important to them. And mm. I don't know. I freaking love that stuff. Like, those type of guys are my favorite fighters, the more entertaining yeah. dudes. Leaser, what about you? Mine? I I kind of take it. I like, I like entertainment. I also like dominance. I like when someone can just go in there and completely work somebody, mm-hmm. regardless of how they do it. Okay. I, I will, like... I'm I'm cool with that. Um, also, personality is a big one for yeah. me. But I think you're funny or like super yeah. like out there cutting crazy promos, saying outlandish stuff. Like I'm in there. Like I love it. I love it. So that's it's kind of a lot that goes into that's it. That's where I I was gonna bring up the personality too. Like you need to be entertaining in the cage, but if you're a personality on the microphone or in interviews or even on like social media, that brings me to it. I can tell a fighter is one of my favorites and I care about them a lot when I'm watching their fight and I kind of get that hole in my stomach, like hoping yeah. they don't like hoping they don't get beat up or knocked out. Kind of like I did when Ferguson got beat up by Gaethje. Like I just, I was depressed. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, was, like, when there's no Josh, fans, we just, I just <laughs> hear the cracks. Like, and they're brutal. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that's what kind of like I go, I look at entertainment and stuff like that, but I kind of go off the, how I feel watching them too. Um, so yeah, let's talk about flyweight. I have a feeling I wouldn't be surprised if you two have the same answer here. Um, I feel like I know who at least one of you is gonna say, but let's hear it. Who wants to start? Oh, mine's mine's Brandon Moreno, big fan. Yeah, I'll, I'll double up with Brandon <laughs> yeah, Moreno. I knew that. I knew that was coming. Big fan. Why is that? He's super exciting, um, and he's he's just such like a nice guy outside of the octagon. Yeah, and so he funny. goes in there and he's just a stone cold. Oh. My sister's calling me. Sorry, guys. Oh, then my my uh, he's just a stone cold killer in there. He's yeah. just an assassin. Man, right. I love like no. His name is perfect. Like he's a bit. He's just he's a child. He, I mean, he's not a child, but he just he acts like a kid. Yeah. Like Dean is obsessed with Legos. He has a Lego collection. Like that's yeah. what he does for a hobby. And then he steps in the octagon and he beats up the toughest dudes in the world. Like. Yeah. Okay. All right. He's a stud. I like Brandon. I've never gone into him like you guys have. I just I don't really get too much into flyweight. Like, there's exciting fighters, but you're not gonna see the stone cold knockouts and the crazy like the I don't know the crazy power and stuff like that. Unless you watch Manel Cop, and that's why Manel Cop is my favorite flyweight and has been since he joined the UFC. He when he knocked out Ode Osborne cold. That was insane. Yeah. I, I really, if there's a Manel Cop, and Manel Cop is a savage, um, like telling uh, Alex Perez when he had a seizure backstage, which was probably too a little too far, that he had a seizure out of being so nervous to step in the cage with him. 
like things yeah, like that. Like it's it's, it's a little out, it's a little out there, but like he's got the personality outside the cage too. Um, and I think, yeah. and he's a young guy, so he's got a lot of exciting fights coming up. And he looks to kill, like he looks to knock people out, which I yeah, well, he's knocked out like two of his three <laughs> UFC opponents yeah. since he's been here, so. like big time knockouts. And he doesn't get finished either, so and which is fun. But I didn't, I didn't have anybody else super passionate about. I guess at flyweight, I like Kai. I like Kai Car mm-hmm. France. I do. I do like. Kai. I do like him a lot. I feel like those three we talk about the most. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that division, I should say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's other really good fighters like Pantoja and Roy Vall and Nicolau and all these people. I just don't get like it's not like if I see a Pantoja fight, I'm not gonna make sure and block off the time of my night to go watch it. Like I'll watch right. it if I can. <laughs> type right. Thing. Yeah. Like like Moreno, Cop, Kai are all very exciting though. Yeah. I feel like they might be the most exciting in that whole division. I agree. Currently, I know. I yeah. Like they, they go and throw bombs in there, all of them. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the Moreno-Kai fight was awesome. Like, they were going in there to kill each other. Kai put Cody Garbrandt out basically cold. Like, mm. they throw bombs. They do. All right, cop, two Morenos. Now we go to 135. And one thing I did here was, like, before this, I was trying to think about who you guys were going to pick for every weight class. I, I haven't. Be different? I, no, I'm not trying to be different. I was just trying to see oh, if wow. I could predict it based on how I know you guys. Yeah, oh, I got you. Um... I, I don't know like, women even take. I like mine is pretty, I don't know. Yeah, go for it. I don't mind. I mean, for me, it's definitely Sean O'Malley yeah. for this division. <laughs> I think that's... I got that one right. I, I had that one picked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just him outside of the UFC, too. Like, yeah. just, he's a very entertaining yeah. dude to watch. Like, just mm. YouTube videos, et cetera. He posts yeah. everything everywhere, like yeah. what he does. So, and as a fighter, he's got that one punch. Yeah. Okay, he's power. He's like, exciting. Yeah. yeah, very exciting fighter. Mm-hmm. Well... I'm going to go with a guy that fights just like Sean O'Malley. He's just a little different. I'm going with Sandhagen. That's my guy. Love Corey yeah. Sandhagen. And the, I think what sets – I love Sean too, but what sets Sandhagen apart is obviously you guys know I'm a big psychology guy and sports psych and all that. Corey Sandhagen talks about that crap all the time. Like his, he was yeah. on Rogan last week, and he was talking about his. he felt like he was uh, – I don't even – I did see that video. Like, yeah, when he was talking uh, about his I, fight with I Chito. I watched that. Like when he 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 was he was basically in flow state the whole time. He was going in depth about right. his work with his mental coaches and things like that. Um, yeah. So I love that, and obviously he's entertaining. He goes in there, he throws he throws wild strikes too. Um, he's not scared to fight anybody. I mean, he just fought Cheeto Vera and called out Marab after. Like he'll fight anybody and everybody. Yeah. So yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Sandhagen's my guy at 135. I get I do get he's the guy I get nervous watching. Like when he was watching Cheeto, I was nervous the whole time. So, I don't have one that I super am like passionate about. I like all these guys. Um, my all-time favorite bantamweight, Dominic Cruz, is <laughs> getting old and slipping. But I love Dominic Cruz till the day I die, man. Love that man. Uh, some of his old fights when he was tearing up everybody in the world like eight years yeah. ago. Oh. I like but it. honestly, out of people that are currently could have a shot that are in the running, probably I'd probably go with Sandhagen now after what he just did to Marlon Vera. Corey Sandhagen, Josh, my dad's new favorite fighter because he watched Vera uh, Sandhagen and he was like, that Caleb Mandemagen guy, that tall skinny <laughs> guy with the back tattoos is good. And I'm like, dad, who are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Caleb Mandemagen? Awesome. That awesome. wasn't even close, man. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> close. I love it. Um, I'll probably go with Sandhagen okay. or, or O'Malley. One of those two, yeah. honestly. Those are the. I feel like those are the two common picks for sure. Um, all right. What's next? Featherweight, 145. I'll start this one. You guys probably both know I'm about to pick Max Holloway. Max yeah. Holloway, baby! <laughs> Max yes, is my sir. guy. I literally, last night I rewatched, I, I watched his fight with Calvin Cater. Again, the UFC uh, posted on YouTube, so I watched that all the way yeah, through. Poor Calvin, yeah. dude. Uh, he's got some of the most viral moments. I mean, he grabbing Brian Ortega's hands and putting him up to help him defend himself. The fifth round against Cater, the Ricardo Lamas fight when they just th- stood in the middle and threw to finish the fight. Like Max yeah. Holloway's a legend. He's still young, never been knocked down, doesn't even spar in camp anymore. Like he's just mm-hmm. a, he's just a legend, and he's entertaining on the mic too. He's the the dad. He calls he calls himself like the dad of the UFC. So that baddest man on the planet. Yeah, baddest man on the planet. Him and DC. So yeah, I'm going with yeah. Max. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that these are one of them. What do you mean, Max? Always my boy, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. There's a lot of good guys in this division. I mean, I'm gonna pick a second one that I think right now is up there, but that's my number one always, dude. Max, always my favorite featherweight of all time. All right, who's your fair second enough. one? My second one? Yeah. Yair Rodriguez. Yair. Pantera. Oh, no, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Jeez, Ilya Topuria oh, right now, currently. Okay. Ilya, That's gotcha. what I kind of thought you were going to say. Just, just, had a, just had a brain <laughs> malfunction. Uh, Ilya Topuria is awesome. He is. So sick. He is. Cole, I, I, have, a guess, I have a guess of who you're going to pick, but I want you to tell me first. I don't know. I've changed like two times in my head. Actually, like three times, but I think I just have to roll with Volk just because of the oh, things okay. that he's done, like right now. That's I mean, fair. dude, well, I think he should be double champ, but I also really yeah, like Volk. Yeah. I used to hate. I can't Volk. see. Him I used to like, hate. I think him. he's gonna hold on to this belt for a minute. I, I used to hate him because he beat Max, and I thought Matt he got robbed. Max Same. got robbed in the second, but now I love him. I thought you were gonna pick yeah, Ilya too, Cole. That's where I thought you were going. But yeah, I. It's a year ago, I would have said Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, oh, yeah, him too. Yeah. 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 He did love yeah. Bryce Mitchell. Yeah. Until Topuria just went in there and <laughs> manhandled Just not fair. Yeah, oh. not good. Okay. Lightweight, 155. Leezer, start us off here. I got mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Justin Gaethje, easy. Ooh. If I, had a Mount I, Rush, if I had a Mount Rushmore of fighters, I hate he's on there. <laughs> oh, I know. If I had a Mount Rushmore of fighters, I love he's on there. I love Justin. No, yeah, I mean, this one was a no-doubter for me. I'm going to roll with Justin as well. That's who I was going to say. So exciting. He is fireworks. He's an exciting fighter. He is. I just can't freaking stand him outside the cage. I can't stand him. I don't know why. I just can't. Um, but you like tomorrow? I... I I mean, different on Kamaru. Like, I don't dislike or really oh, like Kamaru. Okay. I've never been a Kamaru guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were always a massive Kamaru fan. There's some mistake, no. Jim. I feel like they no. act kind of the same. I was gonna say I've never been a Kamaru guy. <laughs> uh, I want. I honestly wanted to go Conor McGregor just because it's Conor and I love Conor. But I think it's easy. My current second favorite fighter in the UFC, Michael Chandler. Easy. 
Easy. I knew you were going to say yeah, this for Iron sure. Mike, that was an easy one. I think he's electric outside the cage. He doesn't give a shit about anything inside the cage. Um, every fight's fight of the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also thought about obviously bringing back Tony Ferguson, the shell of what once was Tony Ferguson. He is a shell. But yeah, I went with Michael Tony Chandler. Ferguson was the man. I immediately fell in love with Michael Chandler when he came to the UFC and knocked out Dan Hooker and cut that uh, America promo on the mic. That's yeah. uh, that's my – I love him. Love him to death. He's the man. He's just a less exciting Justin Gaethje. Less exciting is a word. <laughs> <laughs> Just That's a word. <laughs> okay. No, they're, the, they're by far the two most exciting people yeah. in that division, though. I agree. Um, I also appreciate that Chandler fights anybody and everybody. Gaethje's starting to get there now that he actually fought somebody outside the top three in Fazeev, so I'll give him that. And Fazeev is a scary, scary I guy. don't dislike Gaethje as much as I dislike Dustin Poirier, so there's that. Dogs, um, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I hate people I like him. So, uh. <laughs> so yeah. All right. We got two Gaethys, two uh, Michael Chandlers. You guys are agreeing on a lot of things so far. I used, to be, I used to be big on Dustin Poirier, Josh. And then when you started hating him, I started noticing how cringe and, like, fake he is. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, screw that guy. He's screw so that guy. fake. Dude, He's so he fake. Oh. All right. Then we go up to 170. I don't – yeah. So, Cole, why don't you start this one? You got to give me Colby Covington. Yeah. Like, dude is just like you said earlier, like on the mic, I feel like there's nobody better right yeah. now. No, like he's, he's great. He does not give a shit. He is like, great right on the mic. Just... Yeah. And I love Colby. I think I uh, messed up. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. And I mean, his fights, like, yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not knocking people out, but he's entertaining because it's a million miles an hour and he never gets tired. So yeah. like, like the fights when are he, he does like strike with people too yeah. and hits them a lot yeah like the damage accumulates yeah no. Colby is the most savage person oh, in the 100 100 your wife's got fake tits <laughs> on her chest and your kid's a prop and you're a shit dad fuck you like, <laughs> what who says that yeah that's Col- just unbelievable Colby's definitely up there um I messed up with my last pick when I said Michael Chandler was my second favorite fighter. He is my third favorite fighter because I forgot about 170 and Wonderboy Thompson. He will forever hold a special place in my heart. I should have known that. Yeah. Every fight's awesome unless he fights a grappler who sits and hugs him like Bilal. Um, him against Holland I, was one of my favorite fights to watch live I've ever watched. And he's just such a, nice, awesome. he's such a nice guy. And his videos on yeah. YouTube are awesome. Like his breakdowns and his training right. videos and stuff like that. No, it's Wonder Boy for me. Speaking of Wonder Boy, probably fighting Michelle Pereira next. I don't know if you guys saw that. But I did not. That Michelle Pereira is the guy that does backflips on people and shit like that. So that fight will oh, be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be that dude is a gigantic <laughs> welterweight. Yeah. That dude is huge. Yeah, so that's that's it. okay. Wonder Boy head kick round two. <laughs> I love Wonder Boy. That's my guy. I don't know why. I I don't. I did mess up. Not because I forgot Wonder Boy, but I forgot somebody later. Wonder Boy is my current favorite fighter. He's my number one guy. So, Weezer. I, be, I got a, I got a new welterweight. New favorite. New favorite. Digging deep into the rankings for this one. Jack De La Madalena, baby. He's my new boy. <laughs> He's my new ride or die. <laughs> wow, he's your favorite out of that whole division. 
Well, him or Shavkat right now, but man, I'm really on this Jack Dela Madalena train. That dude has hands of stone. And I, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good Aussie, man. I really am. I really yeah, he's am. He's fun. I just, I feel, I think his last fight was the first one I've watched from him live. I feel like that I, at least I can remember. Um, oh, same, same. I just here. don't think but I, I like I, got I, on the hype train. Like, yeah, I think he's good. Right before that, I need to watch him a few more times. I think because for me, I just, I'm surprised. We, I mean, we have to mention Kevin Holland because he needs to be up there. I feel like. He's probably my mm. he's probably my number two or three. It probably goes Wonder Boy, Colby, Holland for me, but yeah, welterweights. I like fun. a lot of welterweights. I, do I don't too. really feel too strongly about any of them. I really, I really I like, like welterweight. Them. I mean, I love Leon too. <laughs> love Leon. Yeah, exactly same. There's also fighters in that division I can't stand, like Bilal and people. But um, yeah, all right, 185 middleweight. Cole, why don't you start us here? Oh, this is easy for me. This is easy for me, too. Going with Israel Adesanya for this one. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, is that who you guys are going to pick, It's not too? who I'm picking. <laughs> oh, I'm picking Robert Whitaker, baby. Oh, Bobby oh. Knuckles, my boy. My boy. Yeah. I would say Izzy. I mean, we just talked about it. His fight. Yeah. Dude proved he's the best. I mean, he's Josh's top middleweight of all time. He is. I mean, he is. He's my favorite in that division, so. Yeah, he's awesome. I have nothing. I don't have bad things to say about his at all. And then Lee's no, that's, a, that's a great pick. I, I mean, he's he's dope. Honestly, I, he's I, the man. Quite I knew literally. you were gonna pick Whitaker, Leaser, but what is your reasoning for Whitaker? Why do you love him so much? No, I've just liked him for so long, and literally, he just he's the best in the division. He just cannot get by Adesanya. Yeah, he is. He is just <laughs> completely cursed against him because it's a terrible matchup. But like, you take away Israel Adesanya, Whitaker still cleans the division. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, mine was also an easy pick. It was neither of those guys. It was who I consider the funniest person in the UFC, and that's drunk Paulo Costa. I absolutely <laughs> love Paulo Costa. His fights Dr- are yeah, the drunk one though. <laughs> His fights are awesome. His Twitter is the funniest thing in the world. I that, I literally I read his I see his read his Twitter every day. Um, he literally fought the best middleweight of all time, Israel Asanya, drunk. <laughs> like, who does that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he, his fight with Luke Rockhold was savage. His fight with Yoel Romero is one of my favorite to watch again. Um, I just think, and I mean, he's also the guy that's calling out Hamzat Chemaev. Like, he's calling out guys like that because it's Paulo Costa. Yeah. I love him. I love him to death. That's my middleweight, and I'll always love Paulo Costa. Yeah, Paulo Costa is great, man. I love him. <laughs> I, I used to not like him for some reason. It was before he was funny, though. Before yeah. he started tweeting, I was like, this guy stinks. And then the moment I got onto his Twitter, I was like, just kidding. He's the man. He's the man. I love Paulo Costa. <laughs> He's awesome. He's awesome. Um, all right, light heavyweight. I'll get this one rolling with my second favorite fighter in the UFC. Say, I know this is. Yeah. Yuri Prohaska. Just rewatched his fight with Glover last night as well. I was on a UFC binge last night. Yeah, no doubt. So I watched his fight with Glover, one of my favorite fights ever. The most, the weirdest style ever is Yuri Prohaska. He hits you from weird angles. He's also a great grappler, which he showed against Glover. And he's, but once again, I I get drawn to like his mindset and his samurai warrior type crap that he talks about. And, like, his training videos are wild when he's just screaming in the mountains and kicking trees and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I love yeah. Yuri Prohaska. That's my second second favorite fighter in the UFC right now. 
big fan. I can't wait to watch him fight Jamal Hill. And, yeah, that's my guy. It is. Man, I don't know if there's a weight class I care less about than light heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, this one's pretty brutal. I am going to double up with you, Josh. I don't think he is going to beat Jamal Hill, but Yuri is my favorite yeah. fighter in that division right now. Yeah. His style alone. He's so super likable. I, I do <laughs> like Yuri a lot. He is cool. Didn't he go on a bit, like? Didn't he like not eat for three days or something after he got hurt? Just to like yeah, he, well, he locked himself. In a, he locked himself. He, he locked himself in a dark room with no food and no water for like three days. Yeah, like, who are you? <laughs> <God, he's laughs> <a fucking laughs> you know, bro. What? Uh, who are you going? Well, with? Who are you going with? Uh, I don't care about literally anyone in this division. Don't. The, the, literally, the two people I like the most is the champ and Yuri Prohaska. So I'll go with Jamal Hill then. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do like Jamal Hill a lot. Yeah, he's funny. Too. He's funny as shit. I like Jamal too. I think those are the two obvious picks in that division, at least in my eyes, are those two. Well, and I mean, I Jamal Hill really did surprise me with that performance yeah. against Glover. I thought Jamal Hill was going to win, but I thought it was going to be like razor close. Yeah. And Jamal just was on yeah, one that beat night, him. Yeah, he beat him. Beat him bad. Um, all right. Heavyweight. I'm just going to skip the small talk here. I wanted to be fancy and pick, like, Sergey Pavlovich or something, but no, I'm, I'm not going to not pick John Jones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John Jones, <laughs> John baby. Jones, it's John Jones. <laughs> the best John ever. Jones is just why. The best ever. He's a, definitely a personality outside the octagon. Love him. Without Francis and Ganu there, it's John Jones. Yeah, that's what John is, Jones. That's who it is for me. But yeah, all right. If, if I don't pick John Jones, though, I'm taking Ty Tuivasa all day. Yeah, Ty's, Ty's fun. I'd pick him if it's if it's not John Jones. I'm picking Pavlovich. I love how he throws. I love how he fights. I'm a Pavlovich yeah. guy because he he probably fights the most similar to Francis and Ganu, and that's what I love about him. Mm. <laughs> Cole, what about who's your uh oh. I was gonna say, Cole, who's your second after John Jones? Uh well, we can still count Stipe, yeah. Yeah, you can. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can count Stipe. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm definitely going with Stipe. I mean, okay. dude's probably he's the second goat, I think. So. Okay. And I th- he's, I mean, yeah, he's dope. I mean, I guess I can't count him besides Francis, but Francis isn't in the UFC anymore, so. Yeah, yeah. Francis is my boy. I guess we'll finish with this favorite fighter of all time. Oh, we'll just double back to John Jones. John Jones is both your favorites ever. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. Oh, mine's Nganu. So. <laughs> and that's not going to change. <laughs> John Jones, I, he might be my favorite single athlete of all time, yeah. if I'm going to be honest. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Um, Leezer, I think we got the rubber match of trivia here, me and Cole. Uh, 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 yeah, we do. All right. Uh, It's going to be be a quick one, boys. Cole, sorry. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, We just had a trilogy. Or not a trilogy, but um, I just was thinking, like, what can I do? What's something new I can do here? Because this trivia, man, I feel like we've done a lot of them. So I was just thinking, like, what could we do that would be kind of just new? And I just said, we're going to go back and forth. We'll flip a coin. The UFC trilogies. Whoever misses up and misses one first loses. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Don't look at me like that. There's a lot of truth. Yeah, I, 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 least... I think I can do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? There's, so, there's who, a bunch. so who starts? Me or Cole? Uh, let me do the thing. I don't think I can get one right now. Oh, yes, you up. can. Yes, you can. Um, put, put a coin. Bum, 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 bum. Josh, your heads. Cap. Cole, your tails. Josh starts. Okay. Uh, I'll go Volk and Holloway. <laughs> uh-huh. There we go. That's one. <laughs> oh, that is just fun with this one. Sir, come on, Cole. Um, the GSP and Hughes. Yeah. Yes, wow. that is one. I'm shocked. Right, cool. Um, Stepe and DC. Yep. Coward. <laughs> um, I don't just out of that. <laughs> Didn't DC have another trio with anyone? I don't think he did. Uh-uh. Fuck. Uh, give me Moreno and Figgy. Well, that's four fights. Well, I guess we can, about four times. We can give uh, it to him. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. I don't know why right, I said so. we can give it to you. <laughs> oh, uh, JDS and Kane. Yep. 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 I think I have one more, uh, at least off the top of my head right now. Can we count Tito's and Liddell and Chuck since the. Uh... Did they have it three times? Uh, well, they, I don't They fought twice. Didn't they, they just fought... fight like as really old people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, this wasn't the UFC. This isn't the UFC. Okay. So, I, so Cole, I don't know. I don't know, no, we, Cole. We won't. We shouldn't count that. Okay. All right. All righty. Um, Josh, what was your other one? Henan Barrow and Dillashaw? Did they fight three times? Henan Barrow had one, I thought, but I can't remember who it was against. I thought it was Dillashaw. Oh, I guess you can also go Nunez Pena since <laughs> I guess it hasn't happened yet, but it's go about to. Dude, so, McGregor Poirier, boys, that was one that was oh I feel like pretty, pretty, pretty. <laughs> yeah, pretty how did I miss easy. that one? Oh no, Josh, they had one got canceled. They only fought oh, twice. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's you, Josh. Well, I guess I win. So, so now I'm the new trivia guy again. Yeah, we might we might have to come up with a different uh, yeah different, something no, new. I'll, I'll come up with something new. I'll come up with something. Yeah. All right. GG's Cole. I'm the unanimous loser. <laughs> All right. Let's. Hey, you had a better performance this time around, brother. Let's talk about. Got two. Let's talk about the uh, UFC Kansas City quick and give our picks. Obviously, the underdog lines aren't out yet. Hmm. This is such a fun fight night. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I didn't realize that yeah, the number four and number five, like two fights before or like in the prelims. Yeah. For two. the Yeah, for the flyweight division. Brandon 
what is it, Royval? Yeah, Royval and Mateus Nicolau. Yeah, that's crazy. Why are they in the prelims? I feel like flyweight doesn't have any pull. Yeah, they don't at all. Like, <laughs> like there's, uh, yeah. Um, you also uh, there's, got, there's two fights on this that could be fight of the year. Two different ones. Yeah. Jillian Robertson is also on the prelims, and I'm pretty sure last time she was in the octagon, she almost killed the girl she was fighting because she choked her out unconscious, and the ref didn't see it for a while. Um, but yeah, all right. Let's start with our main. Let's just do our main card picks. We got the in his 61st mixed martial arts fight, Clay Guida, the man against Rafa Garcia, the 28 year old. Well, isn't he on a tear? Uh, he's. This is his third fight, I believe, in the UFC after the Contender Series. Uh-oh, though. He's, okay, I'm, I'm looking it up right now because I don't know much about this Rafa Garcia guy. His last three fights were the submission, decision round three, decision round three. So he's on a three-fight win streak. All right. Fuck it. I got my pick. I'm going I'm going Rafa Garcia. As much as I do like Clay Guida, I just think he's a little older and he's kind of getting fed to the wolves here. Um, I also know that we just talked about not discounting experience, but I'm, disc <laughs> I'm discounting experience. I'm taking Rafa Garcia. <laughs> I'm taking Clay Guida, baby. I love, I love Clay Guida. This is an absolute complete heart pick. I don't know. I feel like I have to go with Josh here. Like, there is experience, but then there's, like, just really old. And I think that's where Clay's at right now. So give me yeah. Garcia on this one. The odds are I'm, definitely going to be in Garcia's they favor. They are. I, I had the. I did pull sure. up the odds. I can read them to you quick. Um, so the odds for that fight right now are Clay Guida is a plus 167. Rafa Garcia is a minus 192. Oh, that's not so bad, actually. Yeah. That's better than I thought they were going to be. Um. So, yeah. Then next fight, we got another old guy, probably close to approaching the end of his tenure in the UFC. Um, uh, it's Pedro Munoz against the guy that just ended Frankie Edgar's career, Chris Gutierrez. I am going to discount experience again and take Chris Gutierrez. I am, too. <laughs> I am too. And, uh, yeah. I, I think this fight's going to be less close than... Guida Garcia. The, odd, the odds on this one are Munoz plus 178, Gutierrez minus 208. Yeah, no, give me Gutierrez all day. All day. All day. What are we thinking, Cole? Uh, I kind of want to go against you guys. I'm thinking Pedro's going to win this fight, honestly. I think that it, would be insane. I think it's a decision because Pedro doesn't that get finished. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think Chris Gutierrez is good. I think he's good too. I really do. Um, and I just don't think Munoz. I don't think he has it anymore. <laughs> so yeah. The only thing I'm scared about is like, I mean, Pedro Munoz does not get finished that much. Um, he never. He doesn't get finished. I don't think he's ever been knocked out. Yeah, this will be a decision, but I think Gutierrez is gonna piece him up. So next we got Ian Kutalaba against the 
debut of light heavyweight Tanner Bozer, who is cut. That dude looks strong. He was already a small heavyweight. Yeah, big light heavyweight. Kudalaba is the favorite here at minus 125. Tanner Bozer is a plus 105. Ooh, yeah. really? So, I'm, Cole, I'm probably going to go with Tanner Bozer. I am also going underdog Tanner Bozer here. Tanner Bozer. Tanner Bozer all day. Let's go. He looks strong. He looks good at light heavyweight. And he didn't get knocked out at heavyweight. He's not. I feel like his chin will translate very easily to light heavyweight. Yeah. Um, I Bro, think, he looks massive. Yeah, he looks yeah. big. I think Bozer gets Kudalaba out of there. He's on a three-fight skid. This could be Kudalaba's last fight in the UFC, honestly. Could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Now, this is. I think this is the fight that more people need to talk about, is Dustin Jacoby versus Azamat Mirzakhanov. Jacoby's in a world-class kickboxer. He, he fought Alex Pereira in kickboxing. I don't know if you guys knew mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. And then Mirzakhanov is undefeated right now. Um he yeah, is twelve and two 0, finishes yeah. in the UFC. Twelve and zero, I think, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I am I'm rolling with Jacoby. I think his kickboxing's gonna. I think he's gonna knock him out. <laughs> I'm going Dustin Jacoby. I'm not. I'm not. I think I can't bet against my <clears throat> this Russian. Um, Azamat Mirzakhanov, baby. I think he's gonna take it. I'm gonna take Azamat as well. You guys are both going with a plus two hundred underdog. The last, the last time I watched Dustin Jacoby, he lost to Khalil Roundtree in a split decision that a lot of people think Jacoby won, but Khalil Roundtree has also been—he looks good. It was a close fight, though. Yeah. Um, we got then. Okay, these last two fights are both gonna be awesome. Edson, uh, fight of the year contender. This one coming up. You think Edson and Billy Q is a fight of the year contender? That's crazy. Really? I, I think both of these could be. I don't think Edson Barbosa has the durability anymore. After, I mean, they, he got dropped by Bryce Mitchell. Giga beat the <laughs> piss out of him. Um, yeah. Edson Barbosa, like he's still obviously dangerous. Billy Q is a that he's fun to watch. <laughs> he's so fun, dude. <laughs> Billy Q is awesome. I'm going Billy Q on this one. I do like Edson, legend, but I don't think he can yeah, keep up no. with Billy Q anymore. Give me Billy. Billy Q in an absolute scrap. I think Billy Q finishes him late, later in the fight, and I think up until then it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a, a bloody bloody war. Mm-hmm. Billy right. Q, all of his fights are fun, every single one of them. That Shane no. Burgos Billy Q fight was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and the, even the one before, yeah, Billy Q's the man. So last fight, Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen. Our boy. This Max. fight's gonna be wild. Oh. I'm so and, torn. No, I'm I'm betting against Max here. I, you are. You're picking Arnold Allen. Let's hear why. I want to hear why. <laughs> Dude, I'm honestly surprised the odds aren't a little more towards Max. Wait, you said the odds are... These odds are O, which is weird. These are the only ones that I can see on I, UFC website. I, know, I had to look them up on but Google. Uh, like it's on... minus 155 for Max. Oh. Um, <laughs> Max Holloway, minus 180. Arnold Allen, plus 155 on Bet Online right now. Oh, so it's even okay. So it is a little worse right there. I don't know. I just think Max is gonna step into something because I mean, 
you know he throws so many punches, yeah. but I just think Arnold Allen is just a different animal on his feet. Like, I'm going, it's going to be a crazy fight. I honestly don't even have like that crazy of an argument on why no, I think like, Arnold Allen's going to win. I'm just kind of going to the part. This is my reasoning here. So Max lost twice in a row to Volkanovski. Everyone's like, oh, maybe Max has finally fallen off a little bit. Came back, beat the piss out of Kelvin Cater. Beat up yeah. Yaya Rodriguez. Fought Volk again. Obviously, he lost. He got his ass kicked against Volk in the third one. Yeah. Max Holloway still has never been knocked down. Still is young. Still throws punches like nobody else. Like, his output is crazy. Mm-hmm. I think this is another one of those where people are going to... Some people are going to just assume Max is going to fall off because he lost to Volk again. I just think there's levels. Volk is a level. Max is a level. And then Arnold Allen and everyone else is a level. I'm taking. I'm going to take Max. And I think I'm going to go Max in a decision. A closer decision than like him and Cater, him and Yair. But I think mm-hmm. Max still wins the decision. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been going back and forth. Like I feel like Max has to fall off at some point. And I do think Arnold Allen is super, super, super good. Nope, I, I can't go against Max. I can't. I've been going back and forth on this pick the whole, like, yeah. the last, like, since it's been honestly announced. I just don't think that Arnold Allen is as technical as Volk, and I don't think he hits hard enough to crack Max's ungodly yeah. chin. And you just can't go late rounds into a fight with Max. You're yeah. going to lose. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's going to be a bloody fight again, like Max is always yeah. is. And I think it's going to be, I think Allen will have his moments for sure. But mm-hmm. I think he's going to starch Max. Not going to lie. You think he's the one that's going to crack his chin? No way. I think what happens with Max is he beats Arnold Allen. And then I think they're going to feed up another up-and-comer. And I think Max's next fight is going to be Ilya Tapuria. And then I think if Max wins that. He's going to lose that. Yeah. And then after that, Probably. who knows? But it, I don't know. Yeah, what does Max do? Because Volk's not going to lose. The only person in that whole division I can see beating Volk is Ilya if he keeps growing. Yeah. I think Ilya, if someone is going to break Max's chin, it's Ilya. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I think Max is going to drown him. He's going to good old-fashioned. We're going to take you. We're just going to swim out into the deep end and just I'm just going to hold your head underwater for yeah. a little bit. And, that's gonna happen. I'm excited. I think it's this fight night's gonna be awesome. I will be on mm. Discord. I don't know if you guys will be on Discord watching these fights. Do you guys work this weekend? I will be. These early ones are fun. Yeah, they are. So Cole will be there. Lisa, you got you got to work this weekend. No, I don't have to work this weekend. All right. But... Well, if you uh, are able, we will be watching the fights, and then we will have our picks on Instagram and probably TikTok as well when they come out. Instagram live in, yeah. baby. Wednesday, Thursday, whenever those underdog lines come out. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're all, we are all bad and above 60% on fight picks right now. I, I will throw that mm-hmm. out there as well, which is not bad. Um, and, yeah, That's let's, good. let's do it. Double-digit episode, number 10 is a wrap. Tune in next let's week. Let's go, baby. Number 11. We got, us. Killing we, we got even more fun fights coming up. What do we got the rest of April? I believe, I know we have Pavlovich and Blades on the 22nd. I know we have Moicano and and Sarukian on the 29th. And I know the week after that, we we get Sterling and Cejudo. So we got some fun fights coming up. Let's keep it going. Yeah, those will be gnarly for sure. And yeah. I'm excited. 
All right. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week. Peace out, guys.